The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome out there, all of you intentional spirits, and back today by popular demand. I'm so thrilled that Dr. Jamie Turndorf is with us again, also known throughout the world as Dr. Love, internationally famous relationship therapist, author, media personality. She shares the amazing story of her spiritual reconnection with her beloved deceased husband, internationally renowned former Jesuit priest, Emil Penn. Welcome to our show, Dr. Love. I'm so glad you're here. People have gone just wild since we had you on the show before. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy to be back with you. Well, I want to say, uh, before you delve into various parts of your book, Love Never Dies, and all the work that you're doing, I wanted to share with you something uh, very personal that happened to me, because um, I believe, uh, obviously I believe in everything you're talking about, and I've had throughout the course of my life people that have died before communicating with me in some form or another, and uh, one long-term relationship for like 25 years that's been communicating with me through numbers, so I'm all about that, but In that conversation, you were also sharing uh, how, you know, sometimes a spirit or spirits of something else will ask permission to use the energy field of something else living to come through. And what that did for me is it, it, it wasn't like necessarily a new idea, but it made me more aware and more attentive to all my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And and that being said, uh, this just happened um, uh, uh, two weeks ago. I was thinking about my beloved Yorkies, and uh, they were with me. I was their their mother. Uh, we mm-hmm. we looked so much alike, and this is kind of teasing. I could have been their birth mother, you know. But they were the loves of my Aww. life. Um, two, two little boys, sibling makes. And they went everywhere with me and blah, 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 blah. And that being said, they died last year, nine months apart. So this oh. particular couple of weeks ago, I, I all of a sudden I awoke and I started really communicating with them. And I could feel their connection and I could feel them energetically. And I said, you know... This is all wonderful, and I really love this, but I would love to feel you in some kind of form, you know? I just miss Mm -hmm. touching and holding you close to my face and kissing you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of having this quiet to myself conversation with my, with my two boys. Mm -hmm. And, Mm And so uh, I said, you know, maybe I'm ready for uh, for more dogs uh, showing up in the way of Yorkies, even though I don't think my partner would agree with that. 
<laughs> you'd have to, I said, you'd have to show up at the door in a basket or appear to me some other way. So three days later, I'm at our campus. It's, it's, uh, during one of the songs before I speak. And the, and the song is Memories. A therapy dog, <coughs> a large therapy dog, wa- larger than a lab. It's one of the doodle, the labradoodle family. Yeah. This, this dog leaves his owner, which if you're listening today, you know dogs don't do that. This therapy dog serving his owner, left his owner, came up three pews, embraced me throughout the whole song. There you go. There you go. So you asked for your loving boys to come through what I call an open vessel. And, of course, animals, both domestic and wild, as well as some humans, are all natural open vessels for spirit to speak to us. You know, and I became aware of this, as you said, and I describe all the ways that Jean makes his presence known and even dialogues with me through domestic and wild open vessels. And just just a couple weeks ago, I was sitting here on my porch, and it was Memorial Day, and I heard him say, I'm with you on this holiday. And the next thing I felt was this gentle, feathery caress on my cheek, and it was a little bird, that a wild bird that just flew up and kissed my cheek and flew on. Mm. So... I just love really, it. <laughs> yeah, we just just be so so open to all the ways that our loved ones come to us. And I actually, because I realize that communicating with our loved ones is nothing more than sending and receiving energetic signals. I was practicing. I talk about this in Love Never Dies. I was practicing. I was doing experiments with communicating energetically with wild animals and domestic animals. And I would say to them, "If you understand me now, open your beak once." You know, and they would. Mm. And then I learned to communicate this way with our little canary, Fluffy, where I would say, I love you. And the bird would go, I love you, and wiggle his beak three times. And one story like this was so amazing. I was sitting in my living room, and I was feeling upset because I had heard, oh, you shouldn't try to talk to people in spirit, beings in spirit because you're preventing them from performing their holy work. You know, it was really bugging me. And at that moment, I got the feeling from Jean. He was saying, that is not true. There's nothing else for me to do but to love you. It's my full-time occupation to love you. And I felt him yearning and missing me as much as I was missing him. So the next day I went to the local zoo here in Millbrook, and I walk in and I say, Jean, if you're with me now, give me a sign, speak to me through one of the animals. And the next thing I know, an emu runs right up to me, rushes up to the fence, and the emu is frantic, wiggling his beak three times. I love you. Pause. I love you. Pause. Just like our little bird had done. Mm. And now Jean is doing it through this emu. And a crowd forms around me. And one woman says, will you look at that emu? It's as if he's desperately trying to speak to that woman. (laughs) So (laughs) I I show you in Love Never Dies how you can actually enlist the aid of open vessels to engage in a back and forth dialogue with your loved ones in spirit. And it, it becomes a real practice, right? It becomes yeah. uh, having paradigm shifts. And 
and having an open heart. And in your book, Love Never Dies, from our conversations before, you actually teach people that haven't had these experiences how to open their heart up. Is, is that correct? Yeah, because what I say, and this, I really demystify the whole thing because we always think, and people who call me on my Hay House show, you know, I get, I've been on Hay House doing Love Never Dies radio show for a year. People initially would call and say, can you help me talk to my loved one? Can you give me a message? And the whole message of Love Never Dies is you don't need a medium, you don't need a channeler, and you don't need a psychic to help you because we are all born with the innate ability to send and receive energetic communications. And when we talk with those in spirit, that's all we're doing. I'm demystifying it. I'm simplifying it. When we leave our bodies, as Einstein said, energy cannot be destroyed. So we just move into our energetic form. It's like we shed our turtle shell, but everything else remains. So we all have what I call a spirit channel in our brain. And I just show you in part three of Love and Ever Dies how to tune to that channel and how to attune to the signals that are being sent to you and the communications that are being sent to you all the time. And another thing I, I love about the work that uh, you're doing, um, in addition to just uh, personally empowering so many people to access what's available, is that, you know, as a culture, uh, we've been so uh, duped, if you will, by mm-hmm. some of the religiosity or the fundamental or just mm-hmm. people's limited mm-hmm. beliefs. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. necessarily have anything to do with uh, God or, or not. But there's such incongruency because we talk about an afterlife as being a place that's so phenomenal, that's so filled with so many possibilities, and that we're living in this realm of multidimensional um, beingness. And, and that being said, we have people, you know, that are out there saying, oh, don't talk to the people or the things you've loved that have already gone because uh, you're holding them back in some way. Um, well, these that, are the misconceptions, right? Thank you. Yes. This it's is, total you know, in part two of Love Never Dies, I really go to war against all the false teachings and the misconceptions that block us from reconnecting with our loved ones. They want to reconnect with us. They're begging us to open the door of our hearts to them. But we don't do it because, number one, first and foremost, well, what you're saying is that one's very common. We hold them back. What an an earthly misconception that is. What I hear, and I'm sure you hear this all the time too, they'll say again and again, what else is there for me to do? It's my full-time occupation to love you. They're here to be our guides, to hold our hands as we travel down the bumpy road called life. That's what they're here for. They don't have anything else to do. (laughs) You know, it's up to love us. And I want to talk also about, because I think it bears repeating, one of the biggest misconceptions, and I, I discovered this among Christians and Catholics, that they are told that it's not even possible to reconnect, right? Mm-hmm. And do you remember what I said in the last interview about how my husband revealed to me the passage in the Bible that proves we're not only supposed to reconnect, we must. Do you want me to 
speak about I, that yeah, again? I, wa- I want you to do it again because so many people wanted you back and so many new people are listening that haven't heard you. And I, I believe in redundancy as far as getting it, so go for it. Yes, yes. So, And remember, I have to reiterate, even though my husband was one of the most famous Jesuit priests, I mean, he was a hugely famous religious scholar, <laughs> I was raised by two devoutly atheist parents, right? <laughs> the only religion they taught me to practice was religiously well, the only religion that they practiced was religiously hating each other, and they taught me to not believe in God or the afterlife. And I never read the Bible, never went to church or synagogue, and John and I didn't discuss religion. But after he left his body temple, my first night back from Italy without him, I'm lying in the bed, and he's quoting something to me. I have no idea what it is. And the next day I go to his priest, and I say to the priest, My husband's been speaking to me, and he's quoting something. I don't know what it is. And the priest raises his brow like, yo, this babe has really lost her marbles. (laughs) But then when I tell him what I heard Jean saying, the priest blanches, and he crosses himself, and he says, dear God, Jamie, at first I didn't believe Jean was talking to you, but I do now. He said, you are quoting an obscure biblical passage from the communion of saints. Like, I would know, Temple, I I never read the Bible, as I said. (laughs) So (laughs) it took me one year to understand why Jean chose to quote that and only that passage to me. Because remember, he was a religious pioneer in life. He continues to be in the afterlife. And what he was showing me with this passage is, he's showing me that the Bible is telling us we are supposed to reconnect and stay connected. And this is because the communion of saints says our loved ones in spirit are one with or in communion with God and the saints. And since the Bible is telling us we are supposed to stay in communion and communication with God and the saints, it means the Bible is telling us you're supposed to stay in communion and communication with your loved ones in spirit because they're one with God and the saints. So his point is that what we've been told about the afterlife is dead wrong. Heaven is a state, not a place. This is, these are his words. Heaven is all around us. Heaven is here and now. And this means we're not supposed to live in an emotional wasteland separated from those we love, waiting until we die in order to enter heaven and then reconnect with them. As he says, because heaven is now, we should reconnect now. That's so powerful. It's so powerful. I know. And now here's the second misconception that messes people up so much. They're told, and I discovered this because I went back to his priest, And I said, Jean continues to make his presence known. His manifestations are extraordinary and ongoing, and they are to this day. So the priest said to me, well, I want to warn you, once he's in heaven, you won't hear from him anymore. So even if traditional Christian religions concede that maybe you might hear from them temporarily, then they have this earthly misconception, once they're in heaven, they're out of reach to you. Like our cell towers don't reach earth heaven, (laughs) our cell signals aren't strong enough, all these earthly misconceptions, right? So how did John show me that this is also not true? The day that the priest told me this, he's in heaven, you won't hear from him, I come home and I'm so upset the whole day. And he knows that, John knows that I'm upset, which just lets everybody know your loved ones are well aware of what you're going through. So In the evening, I make a circle to run my group, and every group member is late except a new woman named Ashley. She's never seen me before, doesn't even know I'm widowed. 
She comes into the group room, closes the door. Two seconds later, we hear ding, ding, which is the sound of my front doorbell chime. And that's the sound it makes when somebody is opening and the burglar alarm registers that the door has been opened. And now we hear loud, pounding footsteps. And they stop in my waiting room. So I say, gee, I think somebody got his time wrong and doesn't realize I run a group now. And now we hear the footsteps pounding and the ding-ding of the door opening again. I say, excuse me, i got to go catch this person. In the two seconds it took me to go from my group room to the front door, two steps, there was no way somebody could have gotten all the way down that driveway and to the parking lot and driven off because the driveway is very, very long. So I run to the door, I open it, there's nobody there, Temple, and there's no car park. So I come back and I say to Ashley, there was nobody there. And she looks at me and she says, it was a spirit. <laughs> so that was Jean's way of answering the priest. Oh, you won't hear from me when I'm in heaven? Did you hear those footsteps? <laughs> Very playful imp. Still. As precious. Yeah, and then, you know, we have so many other misconceptions that really get in the way. I go into all of that in part two, you know, so that just free you from everything that stands in your way so that you can just open the door of your heart and begin to develop the muscle in your mind to tune to the spirit channel because it's just a skill like anything else. When we first go to the gym, we drop the weight. We're weak. <laughs> but as soon as we start doing a few exercises, whoa, I can hold more and more weight. Same with the exercises I show you. And before you know it, you're off and running. I love that you talk about it as a as a muscle. Now, when mm-hmm. it first started occurring to you, because it happened like right after Jean died, right? Just like right after immediately, correct? Right. And I noticed, Temple, I always say, I don't even use the word die anymore. I say left his body just to underscore okay. they don't die. They just, you know, this is another thing. Love Never Dies is coming out in paperback in, in mid-August. And I added a section on the latest science. The quantum physicists now have an explanation for what heaven is. You know, 80% of our world is dark matter. Quantum physicists have known this forever. Well, now what they're saying is this dark matter is where the spirits reside. It's all around us. This is what y'all was saying. Death is an illusion. There's a very thin veil between the realm where you are and the realm where I am. The veil is thinner than you can ever imagine. I'm standing right here. He's in the dark matter. Everybody listening, your loved ones are in the dark matter. So he, when he left his body and I was lying there in the bed and I was hysterical, the first thing I feel, he strokes my entire spine. I know what I felt. I sit bolt upright and there he is. And he's been with me ever since. And, you know, Temple, this is so wild. I've been on such a wild ride in the last week because I went to, well, let me back up. You and I haven't spoken in quite some months. Did I tell you what happened after I did the Coast to Coast show? No. Uh Okay, I'm going to tell you because it leads up to what happened last week. It's it's a ride, you know. So I did the Coast to Coast show, and Love Never Dies became an overnight bestseller. It sold out on Amazon. The next day, a man reaches out to me, and he says, your husband is burning up my brain with messages for you. So he's obviously a human open vessel, right? So he gets on the phone with me, and he says to me all kinds of things in French, and Italian, things that Jean used to say to me that were very private. But then the guy says to me, I'm a hillbilly. I don't know no Italian. 
<laughs> which cracks me up. <laughs> because obviously he didn't. He, he, he didn't know a word of what he was saying. So now it's Valentine's Day, and the guy says to me, I, I have freaked out from what your husband just did. He said that while he was sitting with his hands in his lap, my husband said to him, send Jamie the photo of the peach-colored rose. And with that, with his hands in his lap, Jean opens up a gallery of photos on his computer desktop. His wife is a professional photographer. And then Jean opens a photo of a peach-colored rose. Now, nobody knew this but I. Jean gave me peach-colored roses every week. Nobody knows that, okay? So he has this peach-colored rose photo open, and then he opens the caption, and it reads, Peaches and Cream. That's the name of the photo. Now, the night before, this guy had written to me, Temple, and he had said, Your husband wants you to know your time is now, to which I had replied, Jean always used to say, The cream always rises to the top. (laughs) So peaches and cream, right? (laughs) Now, you know, the point of all these over-the-top, manifestations. I want everybody to know this. Don't feel like I'm an orphan, you know. Oh, my loved one doesn't go crazy over the top like this. Remember, right after Jean left his body, he told me, let our love shine like a torch that lights the path for others. So the point is, these manifestations are for everybody listening to let you know your loved ones are here too. They're just waiting for you to open the door of your heart. So these manifestations, every gift Zhang brings me, it's, to, it's for you too. So now to return to what happened last week. So I was asked to speak at the Bigger Game Expo right after Liz Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love. So I get up there to Lake George, and I think, oh, I'll have a nice night's sleep. It'll be great. I get in the bed, and something bites me in the butt temple. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Talk about bringing her down to earth. <laughs> literally bites me in the butt. And it is a night of total sleeplessness. And while I'm awake, I receive the message from Jean, Jamie, you have got to train coaches worldwide in your new transdimensional grief therapy method. Coaches are not being trained anyway and they're cert- in grief work, and they're certainly not being trained in your method because this is so new. So he tells me this. Now, I do my talk, and I, I get up on the stage, and I say, I have to tell you, Jean has a way of messing with the electronics to prove the truth of what I'm saying, that we don't die, and he's here, and your loved ones are here. And I said, when I was driving up here, he told me that he messed with the electronics yesterday before I even got here. And somebody in the audience gasped and says, it's true. And then I said, he told me he's going to mess with the electronics during my talk. And Temple, they catch it on film. As soon as I say this, my audio goes out. Okay? (laughs) So everybody is freaking and crying, and it's so incredible. And then a woman says she would like to come up on stage and practice my dialoguing with the departed technique. This is the technique where I actually show you how you can talk back and forth to get guidance, or even to heal unfinished business. This is what the CEO of Hay House said is the most amazing thing. They've never seen anything like this. So she comes up on stage. I put her and the whole audience in my meditation trance, and then we start to dialogue. And her mom comes through, and it's clear. She says to me, I don't hear my mother at all. And it's clear it's because she's so angry with her mom. 
when we're too angry, it deafens us. So I said to her, we don't want to deny your anger. We don't want to force forgiveness down your throat because now the anger is just buried in a shallow grave. Just admit your anger and start talking to her. And we did. And we went through the whole dialogue and there was tremendous healing. So after all of this, oh, a lot of coaches come up and they say they want to attend my new Love Never Dies retreat. I'll tell you about that in a little while. But anyway, so... The next thing that happens, I come home, and I was literally covered in chills for one week from this. This is so wild. A woman writes to me from, she's one of my Hay House listeners, and she says, I hope you won't think I'm crazy when I tell you what happened to me over this weekend. Mind you, it's the same weekend that I announced at the talk that I was going to start training coaches, but I hadn't yet told anybody on the radio. I hadn't announced it publicly. She says that she got on her knees and she was crying and begging God to help her come out of her misery and her poverty. And she said that Jean appeared to her. And he has appeared to quite a few of my patients and my Hay House listeners. And he appeared to her and she describes his suit, his manner of speech, everything. She totally had a visitation. And he says to her, Temple, I don't want you to give up because you're going to be working in our new grief coaching ministry. Now, is that unbelievably magnificent? (laughs) (laughs) Because nobody knew about it yet. He had just told me. (laughs) 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 Isn't that just so great? Yeah. I just I just I love it. And I, I I just love your your energy of life. Um I wanna thank everyone for uh sharing uh, these wonderful profound messages that we have on the intentional spirit with all of your social media and more importantly, thank you for your contributions that you offer to Unity Online Radio, which allows us to share these messages throughout the world. We'll be right back as we continue to learn more from our wonderful Dr. Love, Dr. Jamie Turndorf. We are blessed. We'll be right back. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, 
Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And for those of you that are just coming on, we are uh, talking with Dr. Love, um, back by popular demand. Uh, no sooner than she was on the show, everybody was writing, wanting her to come right back. Uh, there's very few things on the planet today that people are so intrigued and willing to be open about. And that's the fact that that love never dies, uh, which is definitely the name of her book. But it's the truth and that uh, people and our animals, they walk out of their body, uh, but they continue to be an energy that lives on and Dr. Jamie Turndor puts language in that, awareness, and awakening for all of us. So um, what are you up to these days, um, Dr. <laughs> I'm sure you're well, going to be putting together a program very soon, right? In August, right? right? Well, it's August 22nd. When you go to, love, when you go to AskDrLove.com and you look at the, the top menu, Store, and then you'll see Love Never Dies Retreat. On that page, you'll see some photographs of where I'm holding the retreat. It is at my home. I'm hand-selecting, I'm literally hand-selecting who will, you know, come to the live retreat because I want to keep it small so that we can spend four hours together dialoguing with your departed loved ones and dialoguing to whatever end you wish to make peace, to get guidance, I, and I'm going to help you, you know, to perfect your ability. And this is the entry point to become one of my certified coaches. This is the beginning. And you'll see all about it. And because so many people have asked me all over the world, we can't come in for four hours, I'm going to also broadcast it virtually. So there's a way for people to join me. But you know what's so neat about this temple? I didn't even realize. I just moved in here New Year's Eve. And... When I saw the place, it's on a thousand rolling acres. You, you asked me, were, were those domestic birds you're hearing? No, these are the birds that are all around my magnificent porch, right? And all I see is these rolling hills and these soaring swallows. I, it, you're like completely in heaven on this space. So what a marvelous place to reconnect. And there's always a breeze. I haven't figured that out. It's magical. <laughs> and, and, and then there's all the angels breathing. You know, I know. And they're, and they're, they're heavy the breathing. You know, they're just panting in joy, I guess. So, and then what's so funny is when I wrote Love Never Dies, 
I incorporated this beautiful silvery lake in my meditation for making contact. Little did I know I was seeing into the future that this is the lake my house overlooks. So when we do our, our retreat here, we're going to be looking out over the lake that's in my meditation. I'm it's looking at the lake. photos now. It's you amazing. See? An amazing place. It's absolutely I know. Gorgeous. And it, it is just heaven. There's no other way for it. And, and there's this white birch on the edge of my porch. And in this breeze that stirs, when you close your eyes, it sounds like palm trees rustling in the wind. Mm. It, and now I'm looking out at these baby geese. They had a bunch of little fluffy baby geese, and they're swimming in the way. <laughs> it's so adorable. <laughs> so anyway, this is where we're doing the retreat. And so you said you wanted to talk perhaps a little bit more in the final segment about how everybody can reconnect and dialogue. Did you want to go into that a little more? Absolutely. I just want to reiterate, though, go to askdrlove.com to the uh, title store and look under Love Never Dies Retreats, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about and the beautiful photos, and you have plenty of time to do that while we're on the show. And then you'll you'll also understand why... um, Miss Do- Miss Doctor Love is so happy. <laughs> yeah, really. And another thing, this is going to. Bl- I mean, I've had chills for so long, right? So mm-hmm. on Friday, a woman asks me, "Will you please help me dialogue with my grandpa in spirit?" And she, it's probably the fiftieth person who has told me that the way she found me was through her loved one in spirit, who led her to tune into a show right when I was on. like you, One woman, after I did Coast to Coast Temple, she said I was sound asleep because Coast to Coast is 1 to 3 a.m., and her husband in spirit awoke her out of a dead sleep by hitting her in the mouth with the remote for the radio, and he wakes her while he has already turned on my interview, right? <laughs> so oh. this woman's grandpa so wanted her to hear about Love Never Dies so that she would connect with me. But here she was tuning in to Betsy Lewis. Now, Betsy Lewis and I were broadcasting live. I was a guest on her show. And Jean cut the audio. So I couldn't hear her, and she couldn't hear me. But the live feed went out. They heard me. They heard her. The audience heard us all. This woman was told by her grandpa to tune in. She heard me. And before I get on the phone with her, I get a message from Jean. She's going to be one of your grief coaches, and she's going to help people who have lost their animals in bodily form. And then she tells me what she does is help animals transition out of their bodies. So, of course, I'm like constantly a walking air conditioning. I got chills all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So, So this is what... We're going to do at the, the live retreat. I'm going to help you to, you know, dialogue on your own. And then if you feel like you're looking for a new way to serve in the world, because there's so many people out there who really, like this woman who uh, spoke to me on Friday, miserable in a dead-end job, and she's a deeply spiritual person, but her 9-to-5 grind is horrible. So you're wanting to get out, you know, and serve in a very new and special way, then maybe you're meant to be one of my grief coaches. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. so let's talk about how you can make your own reconnection, okay? You got I'll it. I'll just give you a little overview of part three of Love Never Dies. So the first thing, Temple, we, we touched on this a little bit in the last interview, 
But I'll reiterate it again. First thing we got to do is we got to create a state of receptivity in ourselves, right? Because the noise of the Western world just drowns out everything, drowns out our, our sensory abilities. And Jean said to me very early on, Jamie, the noise of the day prevents you from hearing me. Anytime you want to hear me, come to the bed, be still and quiet, and you will hear me. And somebody who was a Catholic told me, he's really quoting for you the Bible, be still and know that I am God, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to create pockets of peace. That's the first order of business. Turn off the TV. Sit in silence. Now, I'm not saying you have to turn your, uh, your condo into, a, into a, a convent or anything like that. You could just, just be quiet for some moments. Just give yourself some pockets of peace. Then I show you how to open up to all your, your senses and especially attune to your emotional life but without letting, letting your emotions wash you overboard. This is so important because especially in the early days of grief, we can easily get washed overboard. And what's so diabolical about that is when we're too upset, it actually creates like an atmospheric storm that prevents us from sending and receiving energetic signals at a time when we need to reconnect the most. We are deaf. You know, it's kind of like when you're driving in a tunnel, Right. And you receive a cell call, but you don't know it because you're in that dark tunnel. And then you come out of the dark tunnel and you realize, oh, I did get a message. Same with our emotional storm. So I show you how to titrate your emotions so that you're open but not too upset. That's so important. Then I give you some really cool exercises for opening up your five senses. Because Remember, because beings in spirit are freed from the human vessel, they have the power to energetically send signals to all of our senses. So the more we open our senses, the more we're going to perceive the signs that they're sending us all the time, okay? And then speaking of signs, I have a chapter in Part 3 called Recognizing the Signs. Invariably, people will say to me, oh, I'm not getting any signs. And then when they read this chapter or they hear me speak about the signs, they realize, oh, I have gotten many of those signs. Because the signs that your loved ones offer you are so infinite. But if you've been told that it's not possible for for them to communicate, you close your eyes and all your senses, and you are blind and deaf to all the signs that they are sending. So for many people, just becoming aware of the signs is enough to initiate the reconnection. And the signs are infinite. Amazing scents and sounds and physical sensations and chills and goose flesh, right? And symbolic communications, rainbows and butterflies, and they also love to drop coins on us, you know? And here is a really, really cool example about coins. It was the anniversary week of Jean's bodily departure this year, and a patient of mine named Kyla comes into the office and I say, you know, Jean always drops coins on me that were minted the year he left his body just to remind me I'm still here and I know what day this is. So she said, oh, Jamie, I almost forgot. You see these cowboy boots I'm wearing? Well, they were in my bedroom off my feet when I saw a coin falling from the ceiling out of nowhere and it dropped in your boot, in this boot, and I was told it's for you. So I didn't take it out and I almost forgot. Let me give it to you. So as she reaches in to get the coin, I hear Jean say, you'll see, it was minted the year I left my body. She hands it to me, and it was. So now here's 
the next thing that happens, which is so neat. And this is what the CEO of Hay House said. He's never seen anything like it because Love Never Dies takes your spirit communication to a whole new level where instead of just passively watching for signs, I show you how to actively engage in a back-and-forth dialogue with the help of signs. Do you want me to give you that example of the difference between a static sign versus dialoguing back and forth with the help of, you know, these earthly props and signs and open vessels? Do you want me to, to show Please, the difference? Please, yes. Okay. So I go to my chiropractor. It's this year, and it's the anniversary week of his departure. And I say to Teresa, who's behind the desk, Teresa... This is the anniversary week of Jean's bodily departure, and I'm giving my first public talk about Love Never Dies. At that moment, I smell a beautiful perfume. It smells like gardenias, but I don't say a word. I look over my shoulder to see, is there somebody in the waiting room with perfume? There's nobody there, and Teresa had nothing on her. Immediately, Teresa says, Jamie, do you smell gardenias? <laughs> so I said, Teresa, that is a magnificent sign that Jean just dropped on both of us, right? And he, he made you smell it. It's the scent of sanctity, and he gave us both the same sign. Now I go home, and I have a patient in my office named Regina. And I'm telling Regina the story about the scent of sanctity and that sign because she really needs to reconnect with her sister in spirit. At that moment, Jean speaking to me, and he says, but I wish I could give you a bouquet of roses this week. Now, at that moment, Regina sits bolt upright, okay, and she says, Jamie, do you smell roses? Now, in this very elegant manifestation, what Jean was doing was he was dialoguing back and forth with me with the help of my patient who he used as an open vessel to confirm, you heard me right, Jamie. I said I wanted to give you roses, and I made her smell roses. So he was talking to me through her, you see? Mm -hmm. It was a dynamic dialogue. And, of course, it also bolstered her ability to sense spirit, which helped her move forward in her own reconnection. So now here's the cool thing about my dialoguing with the departed. I show you how you can dialogue for any need that you have. You, you want to dialogue, you want to reconnect, stay connected, and continue the dialogue if you're a parent who's lost a child, if you're a child who's lost a parent, if you're elderly and you don't want to form another primary attachment. In all these cases, you want to reconnect and stay connected. You want to reconnect and dialogue if someone was ripped from you due to sudden accidental death or to sudden illness you need to at least be able to say farewell to the physical body. You need to reconnect and dialogue if you want to obtain support because they're now willing to be your guides. They will support you and guide you and dialogue with you to help you fulfill your destiny on the earth plane. But what if you are among the millions of people who have unfinished business? Well, here's where I show you how to take dialoguing to a whole other plane so that you can dialogue back and forth to achieve healing of any unfinished business you harbor. And what is so magnificent about this temple and so reassuring for everybody is we always assumed, well, if somebody left his body and we hadn't worked it out, then I'm out of luck. It's too late. There's nothing I can do. But what I have found is it's quite the opposite. 
often we have to wait until they leave their bodies to work it out with them because in spirit form, they are more evolved and they see how they messed up with us, which means they are more in a position to work it out. And do you remember the story I told in my first interview? Do you want me to repeat again how I know this? Please, yes. Okay. So I found this out the first week after Jean left his body that I went in to get the car repaired. They didn't know me. Jean did the car thing. I introduced myself to Debbie behind the desk, and I tell her Jean left his body, that he just um, was stung by a bee. And she says, I'm a widow too. Well, with that, her husband in spirit starts pounding down my door. And he says to me, please tell her to stop making the same mistake that I made with our son because now she's creating the same power struggle with him that I did. Well, this floored me because what it meant to me was so significant, Temple. He didn't know this till he left his body. And that's how I realized, wow, we often have to wait till they're more evolved. Now, I'm going to go a step farther and say again because this is so important. They also need us to help them progress spiritually. And it involves us confronting them on where they went wrong. They need us. They want us to help ourselves heal. And as we heal, by confronting them, they evolve. And they can't evolve without our help. It's a win-win. Now, how I discovered this was Good Friday. One Good Friday, Jean said, I had to go see this woman named Lainey, the bird lady. I didn't know her personally, but she tried to help us save our little canary, Fluffy, and we were not able to. So he sent me to her place, her bird breeding place, and I walk in the door, and there is a little, a little Gouldian finch and a cage right near the door, and the bird is looking very bad, puffed up and slumped over. And she says, you see that bird? It hasn't eaten in two days, and by tonight it's going to be dead. So I said, can I try to help save the bird? And she says, okay, if you want. So I go over to the cage, and I lean my cheek against the bars, and I proceed to energetically communicate with the bird. Now, I speak aloud so Lainey can hear, but I am energetically sending a message to the bird. And I say to the bird, I want you to go down to the seed bowl right now, and I want you to start eating. And the bird temple instantly obeys me and goes down. (laughs) And the bird starts scarfing up seeds like a little mini vacuum. And the more the bird scarfs up the seeds, the stronger the bird's getting. Now the bird's jumping and chirping. With that, I become aware of a female presence, and it seems like it's Lainey's mother. And I don't know who's in spirit and who isn't, but I hear this mother saying, I'm sorry I was such a weakling, and I did not protect you from him. So I say this out loud, and Lainey bursts into tears, and she says, Oh, my gosh. My mother always used to call herself a weakling. So that was a very specific, you know, message from mom. Now I look back at the bird, and the bird's neck is craning upward, and it's starting to look sick again, and it stopped eating. And I'm aware now there's a male presence here as well, and this presence seems to be making the bird sick. So I say to the bird, listen, don't worry about this. Just go on back and eat, and I'll help Lainey with this man. At this point, the man is desperately saying to me, please tell her she doesn't need to be afraid of me anymore. I know I did her wrong, I sexually molested her, 
but I can't hurt her anymore, and she doesn't need to stay frozen in childhood and be afraid of me anymore, and I am begging her for her own sake and for mine, I must be confronted on what I did. And so I say all this to her, and she confirms, yes, he did molest her, and that she is still so terrified of him. So we did my dialoguing with the departed, and by the time I left, she wasn't afraid of him anymore. So that is the most profound aspect of the dialoguing with the departed technique, that I'm so, I want everybody in the world to know this temple. You know, it's my mission, and this is why I'm so grateful that Jean suggested to train coaches, because we're going to disseminate the message farther and wider than just one person can do. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's just incredible uh, what you're doing and, and just the the natural, innate medicine people are feeling. It's like energy comes back in their bodies. Uh, when yes. people start to really f- feel that we are, we are genius beyond our own knowing, you know. If we We're just not get out of our own way. Anymore. Yeah, just get out of your own way and allow, you know... Uh, Every chapter in Love Never Dies is a, is a channeled epigraph from Jean, and this applies here. You can allow the mystery to unfold by not believing everything you've been told. Oh, that you know? rhymed almost. Say that again. Oh, it does rhyme. <laughs> Every it epigraph rhymed. that he gave me rhymes. You can allow it to unfold by not believing everything you've been told. It rhymes to help me remember. Now, I want to share one other point. That I said before, but it also bears repeating again because I it it is my publicist listened to one of my uh, talks and I I mentioned this and he was crying so hard and he you know emailed me and he said I can't stop crying over the power of this message so I want to share this for anybody who's listening who is just tuning in for the first time so when we talk about what our purpose is on Earth we both know that we're only here to perfect our ability to love, to love ourselves and to love others. That's why we're here. This life is our love lab. And I am living proof of the challenge. How do you love yourself well enough when you were raised in an abusive family? And I tell in my first part of Love Never Dies my story and how I was so abused verbally and physically and how this went on my whole life, and that even though Jean just was filled and is filled with such an incredible amount of love for me, as long as he lived in a body and no matter how much he showered me in love, I couldn't heal from the mean voices that lived on in my head and put me down and tore my self-esteem down. The berating of my parents just lived in my head. So after Jean left his body, I went to my professional group, top analysts, come in all over the world and I'm you know crying and I'm saying I've got to resolve this I've got to heal myself and everybody in the group you know gave me the party line well just have our voices yell louder than your parents and tell them to shut the f up and this never worked temple never worked Mm -hmm. for my patients never worked for me no I go home it just doesn't work so I go home and I am crying I'm so upset and I say Jean I am begging you please help me Please heal me. And Temple, Jean appeared to me in that moment as the embodiment of love. He was surrounded in golden light. He took my face in his hands and he turned my face toward him in the light. And he said to me, listen, listen, listen to me, Jamie. Let my love for you 
fully enter you. And Temple, the most amazing thing happened to me in this moment because now that Jean was freed from the vessel of his body, the energy of his soul and all of his love could enter me unimpeded in a way it never could when he lived in a body. And in that moment, his love for me became my own self-love, and I was healed in one instant. And so this is the ultimate message of love never dies. You connect and reconnect to your loved ones in spirit, and you allow them to fill every corner of your soul with this eternal and unearthly love that they hold for you. They will fill your well to overflowing, Your self-love is in such abundance. Now you have so much excess love that you can share with the world. That is love never dies. Wow. I just love having you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I love being with you so much. I really do. It's so incredible because the the secret to the true life is, is just really living and putting our whole selves in and I just thank you for all that you're doing. I want to remind people to go to askdrlove.com to find out more about the book, order the book, uh, get involved, uh, look at the training program. Oh, I and also have, have a, a free consultation, gift. you know. Oh, if, consul- if you want to have me help you, yes, you can go to private Absolutely. consulting and we can have a, you know, a one-on-one. We certainly can do that. You can come to the retreat and have me work with you for four hours in a small group, my Love Never Dies retreat. If you want a free um, sample, a lot of people are doing this because they can't wait to get the book, you know, if they order it at Amazon. So they just sign up for my newsletter, and then they receive the preface and the intro, and that ties them over till the book comes in the mail. <laughs> what a blessing you are. Thank you again for being on the show, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the intentional spirit appreciate all that you're doing out in the world and continuing to create the energy of a divine awakening uh look forward to uh speaking with you next week thanks everyone and you can go to unitycampus.org to find out all the various programs that we offer in addition to unity online radio bless you Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. There is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests. Thursdays at noon Central Time. 
Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. ever find yourself stuck slow down and breathe bring to mind a person who you admire ask yourself what actions would they take would they make a list of possibilities how about making a list of the things that they're grateful for here's another reaching out and asking the person you admire for guidance finding yourself stuck is similar to being in a dark room with messengers of fear invading your goodness Pick yourself up, cut a hole in that wall, and let the light in today. Get more inspiration. Listen to Clarity 101 with Glenda Gibbs on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Take the first step. You're worth it. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.